0: When fish is not served in the fisherman's house, nothing happens. Photo courtesy of masterclass. I don't know if it is myself alone or even you who has ever noticed that evidently, you are likely not to be served fish in a fisherman's house. It is high time we race down memory lane and weigh the truth of this matter keenly. Note the probability aspect though. This is to mean that it is not always the case for every household but generally, you are more likely to eat fish in a household of non-fish farmers as opposed to one of fish farmers. It is a scenario that is intriguing and one which maybe needs an academician to study about. When I was young, around class five, there was this guy who owned a small hotel near our school. He would wake up early in the morning and cook the best and tastiest daisies on that side of the country. And because I was a cheeky young boy, I once tried to capitalize on this aspect. As you know of astute business people, This guy would not let anyone joke with his mandazis. The principle was simple buy. Yet I was young and without money to purchase the sweet snack. That is where I formulated my first strategic lesson. I tried to find an excuse to go to the hotelier's house in the mornings, and there I hoped to find the wife and children enjoying white tea and mandazi. Having noticed the communal ties, especially in relation to children's welfare, then I was sure I would be invited to the Mary also. I was very wrong. Although I was invited to join in the breakfast, which I gladly accepted with expectation though, I realized they were enjoying a cup of porridge and sweet potatoes on the first day. I thought it was because they were tired of eating the meal that brought me here and that they had decided to change due to boredom for that day only. I was wrong on this one too. After attempting a number of those uncalled-for visits, I came to a singular conclusion. Tea and mandazi to that family was the same as it was in ours, a rare privilege. Of the many visits I made, only once probably did I have the opportunity to take tea and mendaisies there. And after realizing all was in vain. I called it quits. This realization compelled me to agree with the Swahili adage that says, Qua mvv hakaliwi samaki, fish is not served in a fisherman's house, and the other that says to the same effect, "Kwa seramala hekakaliwi Kiti, there are no seats in a carpenter's house. Probably in other terms, there is a difference between business and personal life. I thought very deeply about the statements in the preceding paragraph and realized they only make sense if applied in the context of a business environment. It is unwise to eat stock, and so the fisherman who does fishing as an economic activity will always give priority to satisfy the demand of the customers and earning a profit first. With the profit, he can meet other many expenses and thus, everything else is secondary. I realize that probably you might not get served the best fish if you happen to have it served in a fisherman's house. This is because the best is for the market so that it can fetch a good profit. The not-so-good-for market then finds its way to the fisherman's table. Same is the case of the carpenter. It may not necessarily mean that in a carpenter's house there is no seats at all. There could be seats, but not of equivalent quality as those you see in his showroom. Those are made for sale and to earn him an income— In wondering what happens in a fisherman's house when fish is not served, the answer is simple. Nothing happens. That is part and parcel of a regular routine perhaps. The fisherman and his family are aware of their situation and are living it fully. As you may have realized, it is me who could be worried over such a matter which by all means is expected to happen once in a while. Even if the fisherman wanted to eat fish every single day, it would bring issues such as boredom on the bare minimum. If the carpenter wanted to have all the good seats he makes, the fact is that he will not have enough place and space to put them all. He will only have what he wants. At the end of the day, it is we who hurt because we had so much expectations of him. I now have the answer as to why I can hear that a psychologist or even counselor committed suicide and not wonder. They too are people prone to the folly of human extremes and judgments. Their careers could be more a means to put food on the table as opposed to the very definition of their personal natures against which they can judge. One thing can be my business though. A piece of advice, that even in our trade and businesses, once in a while let us also partake of the best. The body will need a good meal and proper rest in order to ensure tomorrow can afford an earning meat for the day too. And lastly, there is nothing that brings peace like contentment. Ambition is good. Yet it must always be measured to ensure we are not so much into wondering what happens when fish does not get served in the fisherman's house and end up having long sleepless nights, whereas the fisherman is happily sleeping through the night unperturbed that fish wasn't served on their platter. Remember, you will never have it all at once. Even the richest man on earth doesn't have the whole universe. He sleeps on a single bed at any single night, he can only drive one car at a time, sit on one chair at a time, and many more things have it as your need demands, period. Frugality is a virtue highly cherished at the end of the day. If you doubt, look for some Patel and ask them, ha. End. Copyright at 2021.